the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tired of the negative news and flashover substance? It's time for Today with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and Ph.D. with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamlined news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick and my co-host Larry Dersham and I always want to have enough to talk about in a short 30-minute segment, but the trick is always paring down all of the amazing headlines to actually choose those with the silver lining. So when I start talking about my first topic, you're going to say, what's the silver lining? But don't worry, I'll get there. I'm going to talk about our uh, one of the biggest cases that many of our investors are talking about, and that, of course, is Sam Bankman-Fried. Now, Sam Bankman-Fried, he's the cryptocurrency mogul that once walked the halls of power in Washington. This man testified in front of Congress. He talked to people at the White House. He was worth over $26 billion. I mean, he was living on top of the world, but... Over the last three years, investigators have amassed a mountain of evidence that led to his arrest in the Bahamas at the request of the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, who, of course, had notified the Bahamas attorney general's office it had filed criminal charges. So, Larry, I'm going to tell you what the charges are. And then I think an interesting talking point for us will be what do we learn by this accelerated timeline? I mean, we started talking about the collapse of this cryptocurrency company over a week ago. And now this week in a 13 page criminal indictment, he was charged with eight counts. That includes fraud against customers and lenders, conspiracy to defraud the United States and violate campaign finance laws. Okay. That's criminally a civil complaint is that that's not bad enough. A civil complaint was also filed by the sec which laid out a detailed narrative of FTX, this company's collapse. And the allegations there are for the last three years, he had been misappropriating billions, billions with a B, in customer deposits to fund his business and political activities. And Larry, one of the most, I suppose, um, fortunate parts of the story, especially for the investors, is guess what? There is an extradition treaty in place between the U.S. and the Bahamas. So that is the next battle, is the fight to bring him to the U.S. to face the music on U.S. soil. Yeah, right. It's. I was just uh, looking over the criminal charges against Mr. Bankman-Fried. It includes wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy, securities fraud, securities fraud conspiracy, and money laundering. Uh, that... Is that, there's a lot of charges against this uh, young man, and he's going to really need the best lawyers uh, to 
avoid being, um, you know, convicted of these charges. You know what's interesting about um, the the fact that there's there's so many charges and there's such a long period of time is what were people doing investing with this guy? Like, that's the very first question people are asking. I mean, cryptocurrency was kind of this secret, you know, um, almost complicated. Some people didn't even know whether or not it was legal. I mean, it was shrouded with intrigue, which, as I talk about in my Why Bad Looks Good Psychology Today column, made it both alluring and tempting at the same time. Now, add to that the the presence of star power surrogates like Tom Brady and Giselle, who probably are out money themselves and didn't know any better. But you have the makings of a scheme, of a criminal scheme, both criminal and civil, that really just fell apart very quickly. And one of the other things that always amazed me about this case is you have the credibility aspect of it. Okay, you have the star power surrogates. That's great. But this young man, I say young, he's 30. That's young to me. And I know it's young to you, Larry. You'd probably think that's funny as well. (laughs) So he normally appears disheveled. That's like one of his trademarks. He's shorts and a T-shirt. He showed up at that uh, pink Nassau Bahamas courtroom this week wearing a white shirt and a blue suit because they'd been arrested the night before. It's the first time he actually looked like some kind of an investor. But the other interesting thing about that hearing, which, by the way, went on forever, was that the judge in the Bahamas ruled that Freed's $250,000 bail request, that's all he's got left, was denied not on the basis that he's going to go out and commit more crimes, but that he poses a flight risk because of his access to financial resources. How do you like that? Yeah, it's they say that uh, on paper FTX looked good. Its revenue reportedly soared more than 1,000% in 2021 uh, to uh, 1.02 billion, just just from 89 million the prior year. So it was on its way up, and all you know, like even business um, uh, networks like the CNBC and so forth would. Everybody was. It was almost like an excitement about let's jump on board. This crypto thing is taken off. This is the most promising of the crypto. Um, Vehicles, And so I think a lot of people didn't do, I think I mentioned this before when we talked about this uh, several weeks ago, that they didn't do their due diligence. They didn't really look at the uh, the balance sheet. They just went with the flow and what they were hearing. Yes. You know what? That is so important. I mean, lots of people don't read the fine print because they don't have the time. But when it comes to something, remember I said I was going to talk about the silver lining. If there ever was a silver lining to financial fraud cases, it's that it raises public awareness of how risky an investment these types of schemes are. They might sound good, but, you know, even when we were young, people always worried and wondered about these get-rich-quick schemes. Everybody said, what's the catch? I mean, we've been saying that for years, and yet enough people invested in FTX for these lawsuits to be proceeding criminally and civilly. And by the way, Larry, how many years do you suppose that he faces behind bars if he's convicted of all eight criminal charges? You know, I you would know that better than me, Wendy. I'm 115. Oh, my so goodness. He's going to be really old by the time he gets <laughs> He'll be paroled at, I guess, 145 if the judge sentences him to the max. But when you look at the way this has shaken out, I one thing that I know um, many of my criminal law colleagues would say This just proves that you can go to to jail for a financial crime. You know, the public is often very frustrated when they watch justice unfold really all over the world. It's not necessarily an America phenomenon. And they say, 
why is it that white collar criminals never seem to get the kind of sentence uh, that there's there's not the the sharpest of teeth in a lot of the white collar criminal schemes and and it just goes to show that there are it just depends on what somebody is charged with 115 years so he will remain cooling his heels in the Bahamas which might sound good to somebody if they weren't in custody until his next court date and by the way Larry I have heard that's not the most impressive holding facility this is no club fed so he is uh in there until february 8th by the way larry the other really interesting thing about this from just sort of a human relations perspective you know i'm always into that the psychology of human dynamics is you know his parents were in the courtroom and you know uh, when you think about well gosh you know how much sway does do somebody's parents actually have over what they're doing and what they're and what they're up to and the, the wise decisions they make his parents are Stanford Law School professors. Wow. I'm sure they're just beside themselves. Sure. The judge actually was very um, compassionate and gave the parents a chance to hug their son before uh, he got hauled off into custody. But y- y- you can only imagine you raising a kid that's doing so well and then seeing him face literally and figuratively the rest of his life in prison. Well, there's something about him being a vegan. I think even though he was in this really horrible uh, holding facility, his parents requested that he be served vegan meals. I don't know. You to find the most interesting details about these (laughs) stories. You find the most interesting tips. I don't know how you do it. I want you to... (laughs) You know, keep that search engine to yourself because whatever it is, you can find it quickly and it's always fascinating. But go ahead. But, but it's, it's also interesting that this is kind of, I don't know if you remember the, the Bernie Madoff scenario is another oh, big Ponzi God. scheme. And uh, he went to jail for a long time. And another aspect I think is very fascinating about this, Wendy, is that apparently FTX was a huge donor to the Democratic Party. So yeah. what will this mean for the political, uh, the infusion of funds into political campaigns? or into political parties. Is this going to cut off a huge resource to the Democratic Party? I don't know. But it's almost like uh, all these cases come out and these really high, uh, a lot of really notable people get involved with these shady characters. I mean, just think of the Epstein thing and his, his island. Uh, and so I don't know how this is going to all shake out. I don't think he's going to go to jail for 115 years. I think the work that out somehow but boy were people taken and i'm not sure they're going to see their money i'm not sure they're ever going to see their money that is part about it in the economy where we live i mean some people invested everything they had and what distinguishes bankman freed from the jeffrey epstein's and the bernie madoffs of the world is do you remember his his presence when he was confronted with some of this information is he was sort of like Columbo. I'm probably dating myself there. Like, well, I'm just, I I don't know. You know, I, in other words, there's almost this profession of ignorance over a, 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 really a scheme that he masterminded. So, you know, that's not going to help him on uh, the prosecutors proving wrongful intent, but it's just, he just really cut such a, different type of character and persona than you might expect to be behind such a large criminal scheme over such a long period of time. And, you know, you you only wonder whether or not that was why he relied as heavily as he did on surrogates to really push his message. So as we wrap up this first segment, I just want to say, you know, beware of who you take your financial advice from. Don't take it from football stars or models 
take it from your financial advisor yes. who actually handles finances for a living. What about that? So that's my legal advice for the first segment. Leave it to the professionals. So, folks, we need to take just a short break. Don't touch that dial. We have an amazing guest for you when we return. You're listening to Today with Dr. Wendy. We will be back in a flash. News cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick and Larry Gershman has a wonderful guest queued up for this segment a repeat guest who is we're always pleased to have on the show. Larry, who do we have on the line? Uh, Dr. Marina Hoffman-Willard is a Bible professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University and an award-winning expert on biblical perspectives of current events and women in the Bible. And tonight, we are going to talk about how to overcome anxiety, depression, and trauma so we can recapture joy and peace. Thank you for joining us on the show this evening, Marina. It's great to be with you both. Thank you. Marina, I actually have a book coming out uh, this year or next year. Um, Gosh, I'm jumping the gun a little bit. It's not January 1st yet. We'll be doing a New Year's Eve edition. Um, That has to do a little bit about what you talk about is the perspective, the biblical perspective on so many different things. And it's called Why Bad Looks Good and Gives a Biblical Perspective. And I was thinking about um, when I knew you were going to be on the show today, and I was wondering You know, you have so much to say about so many different topics where you can get such wisdom from knowing the word. But I also find it interesting. You're an expert on women in the Bible. And Larry and I were wondering if there was an example of a woman in the Bible who used the techniques that you describe to overcome fear and uncertainty in their own life. That's a great question, and I really think the best woman is a short story by a woman called Hannah, and she ends up having a very important role in Israel because she can't get pregnant. She calls on to God, and God gives her a son, and that son's name is Samuel, who transitions Israel into the kingship, and he anoints David. So a very important leader comes from her. But, you know, Wendy, there's a scene where she's so desperate, and the Bible really emphasizes the isolation she feels when her husband's other wife, and right there is a lot of trouble, has all these children, and she has none. But she does a few things, I think, that provide a great model for us. First of all, she ends up getting to the point, I think, of desperation, where she goes to the temple and cries out to God. And, you know, there are so many people and support systems we can have in life, but ultimately, to be able to have that close relationship to God and to give your burdens to God and know that He hears you is so important. And then after she gives it to God in this very real prayer, it says she got up, she ate, she drank, she went on her way. And Dr. Wendy, her face was no longer downcast. And that spoke volumes to me in my depression because it gave me the hope that we can get to a place of giving our burdens to God and then not wearing that heaviness day in and day out. 
Marina, I understand you have a dramatic story of overcoming trauma, PTSD, and a number of other limitations. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. And not being able to have a child was really just the end of many problems. We got hit on the highway by a car going 70 miles an hour while we were going 70 miles. And, you know, that kind of impact, Larry, leads to death almost 100% of the time. You can imagine that we had all kinds of physical injuries. And on top of the physical injuries, I had a brain injury. And so the impact of the trauma gave me, you know, PTSD, depression, anxiety, and all that. But Larry, an additional struggle I had is that my brain injury really limited me in recovering. I couldn't really put into practice some of the advice I was given and the tools. So it was a very long road to recovery for me. Wow. Did, did, um, so so you were able to overcome that. Now, I'm just curious, uh, kind of segueing in a little bit, do you think that society is still being impacted by the effects of the lockdowns that we've experienced? Absolutely. And, you know, even in psychology, they're saying if you do something long enough, it begins to get your new norm. And I experienced that after my car accident. I just wanted to stay at home all the time and months were going by. And Larry, it really fed into a new normal for me, which was my natural inclination was to never go out again. So I've lived through this and I see it happening around me still where people are still so afraid. And it's not really based on current statistics. It's just become a new normal for them, a new normal not to hug a friend when you greet them, not even to want to shake their hands, to be afraid of others, to be very hesitant to break that two or three foot boundary. So I think in some ways, Larry, our society is in trouble because this doesn't lead to a life that is filled with joy and peace. And of course, we see the impact on children as well. Just this isolation and lack of community is having devastating effects on our society. You know, Marina, one thing that really strikes me about what you just said is obviously God created us to live in community not to live on our own, not to live in quarantine or isolation, but to live with each other and to draw strength with each other. And when people don't get along, you know, that's often just the sharpening process and diamonds in the rough, as we say, you know, you got it without conflict. We nobody would ever improve or be able to interact with anybody. And since the pandemic lockdowns have been lifted, uh, I agree. We have seen some people just, you know, couldn't run out of their house quick enough and, now they have the flu and everything else that's going around. But, you know, they're, they're back in action and their mental health, maybe not their physical health. But they say they haven't been ha- they've never been happier because I, I actually created a program on this. I called it the bonding power of social distancing, how being forced to be kept apart brought us closer together. And that's what we're seeing in a lot of instances. So I wondered, Marina, can you tell our listeners, what is it that determines whether or not After the danger has passed, so to speak, at least scientifically, what makes a difference between people that are happily willing to venture out and start mingling and mixing in public again and those for whom quarantine and solitude has become the new normal? Well, Dr. Wendy, I'll share my own experience, and I know many listeners will be able to connect, and that is 
so many of us have fear and we might be told all the time to get over our fear. Maybe that's possible for some. I think most of us do have our lives defined by a sense of fear, but it can be very healthy when that fear drives us to the right thing. So, Dr. Wendy, in my world, I'm far less afraid of getting the flu right now than I am the fear of isolating with my little four-year-old who goes crazy in one day at the house and not having friends and not having community and then not going to church. And all these things start adding up. And when I look at my life, I'd rather have the flu but live life to the fullest than be by myself, alone, stuck in a house with a little crazy four-year-old. So I think sometimes we need to look at our life and say what really matters and what really do we fear the most. And I hope that gradually we'll begin to realize the life that we're living right now and we'll start to have a fear of a life that is lonely. And then that will drive us to become friends again, to pick up the phone, to call and say, hey, let's have lunch. Or even to say to someone we love, can I give you a hug? And that's becoming weird now, right? Can I give you a hug? Remember the day when we just hugged each other when we saw each other? It was beautiful. But being able to go back in that direction, I think, is life giving to us. And as we talk about it to society, to our friends, to our family, and a much better model of what we need to show our children. In your great new book, Woman in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study, you give many examples of courageous women and examples that people can follow to give them courage and, and joy and so forth. Now, one of the ones you mentioned is Mary, mother of Jesus. She had a huge event happen to her, actually, that, you know, the angel announced that she will be having the baby Jesus. So what can we learn from from that example or other examples like that to give us courage? Oh, I love that you talk about Mary because we can so often picture her as perfect and her baby is perfect and she has no problems, but she absolutely encountered a major trauma. I mean, her whole life changes when this angel appears, which must have been terrifying, and now she's going to have a child that is actually God's son. It makes no sense and creates so much uncertainty for her. And indeed, her whole future has changed. All her dreams and plans are gone. But what's beautiful about her as a model for us is that she's willing to humbly accept God's plan. And she's willing to say, Lord, have your way in my life. And it doesn't mean that she didn't have fear or uncertainty or opposition. She very likely did. But what an example to say yes to God's calling, even if we know it will create suffering, to take a stand for what's right, even if that means suffering, and then just to trust God that somehow God is in control and has good set out for our lives, even if we can't see it when we first encounter change. You know what is so interesting and telling about what you just said is there are so many people that are frustrated that they can't see their futures. What would life be like if we could see our futures? That would make us God, wouldn't it? I mean, there's a reason that we have to live day by day. You know, I always take a great comfort from the, you know, the Israelites in the desert, the manna, to provide for each day as it comes. How much simpler would life be? Obviously, we have to advance plan on a lot of fronts, but in the moment, if we were able to simply keep our attention on how we can make the best of every moment today, I mean, our families would probably greatly appreciate a little more of our attention. Our employers would appreciate our our being present and engaging and and very concerned with that day's work. I mean, on every front, we would be so much better at really 
controlling each day as it comes. I mean, is there, obviously, I ask you a big whopper like this at the end of the show. Is there a summary, a short answer as to, you know, why people don't live like this? I think you're so right, and I am part of that group, Dr. Wendy. I really like things to be organized and planned, but I learned through my own trauma that you can never know what the future holds, and I don't want any of our listeners to start fearing that they are going to be hit by a car when they leave their house. But that was my daily fear because I realized it actually can happen. The unimaginable can happen. So how do we live today? I believe that being present and appreciating every moment and the blessings God Amen. gives us. I, I think we're at the end of the show. Larry can give me, Larry can let me know for sure. But I think we're at the end of the show. I want to say thank you so much for, for joining us. That was just absolutely amazing wisdom. Thank Thank you, Marita. That was wonderful. And uh, you are listening to Today with Dr. Wendy. We hope you've enjoyed tonight's show. Please join us next week where we will talk about more headlines with the silver lining. Have a wonderful holiday Christmas season. Merry Christmas to all our listeners, and God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Today with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.